I'm gonna try to get a head start on Hanukkah. See where we can get. It's not. I, I've actually uh, I've made some slides, and it's not not one time or two times or three to get because <laughs> uh, we don't finish things that fast. But basically, we'll start from the beginning and see what we can uh, make out of it. You wanted to go to more practical, uh, you say, instructions. We'll see if we can get to that. So I've I've divided. I've uh, we're working with the text of uh, Shara Kavanas. Although there are other texts, and especially if you look in the Siddur, or if you even even in the Rashash in Nar Shalom, has a bunch more information, or actually I won't say more information, but possibly more Rimazim, uh, who are like different uh, Kavanas that are not in Shar Kavanas. Shar Kavanas Hanukkah is very short, relatively, right? relative to other things. Uh, there's also a bunch of other versions of Dariza like all over, and especially in places like this, where there's like, we could call it, uh, there's a little bit of theory and a lot of uh, practical, like uh, to them, finding a new Kavana uh, or a new Gematria or a new Rishetavis, a new thing to be Machavan is uh, practice. It's not only, uh, a lot of it is not really theory. It's about uh, the practice of uh, being Machavan based on the the letters, the otiyot, the words, the the value, the gematria of the words, all of these kind of things. So people that worked with that had a few more, I don't know if a lot more, but there's a few more things that you won't find here. And especially since there's a lot of Hasidish Torah and Hanukkah, um, some of it, some of what they quote is not really in Shaya Kavanas, it's in other versions of Darizal. Uh, especially in Pritzchaim. Pritzchaim does not have a lot more than Shara Kavanas, but there's like two, three more things that are quoted a lot and are in Pritzchaim, and as well as in other sources. There's this whole book. Where's my book? On another table, but there's a whole book, Kisper Rizal and Hanukkah, that uh, put together all the different sources that exist, which is pretty uh, well done. And then in general, we have the, we always have a certain structure, a certain uh, list of things that Arizal has to understand in each, in each yamtiv, in each uh, mitzvah, we could say, but especially in each yamtiv, which Kavanas uh, is based around. It's not really based around mitzvahs, there's Shara mitzvahs that, to talk about different mitzvahs, but holidays is one, one of the things that he's very much uh, interested in because it's a time. It's a time to actually work with these with with these things. In, in a certain sense, the you know toivim are in themselves made for uh, getting the practice, getting the actual uh, results of all the theories and all the kavanas, all the amshachas and yichidim and ma'ich and all of these things. They get practice at a certain point. Like, like the svardim mikvelim say, the halacha lemas of of kabbalah is always to be mechavan. Um, that might not be the only thing where Allah Masa is because knowledge is also something to be done and, and definitely in the Kabbalistic and the more internal way of thinking. Uh, knowing something is, is doing something. It's not that knowing something doesn't do anything. But knowing it in the right time, like the Pasuk, right? So 
saying about that, uh, about actually doing it or actually having the thought in the right time is, is something else for the for people that want their thoughts to correspond to what they're doing and to what's going on in the real world. So generally, if, if it came to it came to Yemen like the major ones, like so, I sort of because if Hanukkah is a minor Yamtiv, but in the major ones, none of the Deraisa ones, like Ha Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, especially. Uh, there is a lot to say, a lot of theory to explain the story of the Antif, the, the history, giving the another pshat, giving the 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 pshat or pisod for the for the history for the like Yetias Mitzrayim. We talk about what is Mitzrayim, what is Paroi, and what is Haman, all of these kind of things, as well as according to that, interpreting all the mitzvahs, all of the things that we do, all of the tefillahs, especially. Um, as a way to, we could say, reenact what happened then in, in an internal sense. So we discussed this on Pirim or what that's supposed to mean. What happens is at some point, sometimes, uh, especially like a drish like Hanukkah, the way it looks is more like you already know all this stuff. Now I just need to give you some uh, pointers of like connecting things. This is this and that is that, and then you'll figure out most of it by yourself. So there's not a lot of text and definitely not a lot of theoretical text, not a lot of uh, explaining the story. There is like one in Jarek in, in there's not there's nothing to explain the story of Hanukkah, absolutely zero. And Fritz Chaim, there's like a half a line to, to connect what his theory is to the story. That's the extent of the Arizal's uh, chat on the story of Hanukkah. Of course, the story of Hanukkah doesn't exist in, in other sources either too much. So maybe that corresponds to that like in, right it's not in the not in the Tanakh obviously because it was written after whoever decided decided that the Tanakh is over and it's not in the Mishnah or in the or in the Gemara really there's like also like five lines in Sech Shabbos that like supposedly tell the story but that's not really the story I mean it's it's only like five lines out of a long story and there's different books that give the story but we kind of didn't include them in the Canonical rabbinical works didn't include them either. And Midrash has very little about the story of Hanukkah too. There's some special Midrashim on Hanukkah which are kind of based on those, uh, on what we call uh, apocryphal sources and stuff like that. But so, anyways, there's very little for the theory of it, and and therefore very little to connect that to the kabbalistic way of thinking of how the world is supposed to work and how. Things would connect with that. There's like one line in, in Tretzheim talks about that. So what most of what most of it is is kind of like doing like uh, this is this and this is this, and then so we could say more practice than theory. More, uh, uh, it's not even practice. It's more like uh, once you kind of know the structure of the world, once you kind of know what you have to do, what the Avodas Hashem is about, you just need to find a way to find that in whatever you're doing so for example if we know that everything is to make a yichud which let's say is connected to absag ma'aben uh so all i need to do with anything is just to show you where's abs where's sag where's man where's ben and how it works is it going up is it going down is it going sideways like two three things and that's and that brings with it the whole it's time it brings with it a whole world it's not doesn't mean that it's a small 
the small subject. There's no small subject. There's no small uh, mitzvahs. Have a zeh mitzvah kalak and achamir and chavivas. They were served them all this chavivas of Hanukkah. There's no. There's not really any small mitzvahs, but there is mitzvahs that after if it, it's also like in the end, at least in the end of uh, yeah, in the end of Shachar Kadonis, basically. Like you know, after you know the whole long mesechta of what to do for every day, you don't really need to have a whole long mesechta to tell you like every prat again. It's it's just connecting the strings that connect that to that, and then you already know. So that's a way of a way of doing things. Now, in general, we could say that the kavanas always are going to be divided in two things, and then we can divide them further. Firstly, in every every yamtiv in the world, Shabbos yamtiv has two different aspects. Those are the numbers Aleph and Bez. These are the copied from the headers that I made for Shari Kavanas. We'll see. I'll send you the whole document, but I put it all in the, in the slides. The first, well, the first one is uh, that's actually two and three, right? Number one is what Arizal does always, as we've seen many times. The Chaim Vital's order is always to begin with some little practical things, not even practical uh, Kavana things, right? Sometimes there's some Kavanas in there, actually, sometimes. But sometimes it's just like uh, based on Minhoge Arizal, right? What did Arizal do this? How did he do Hanukkah? How did he do uh, different things? And sometimes just based on what his opinion was in Alakha, sometimes based on what his Minhoge was. Not, not always. Some people assume that it's always based on Kabbalah, which it might be, but he doesn't. He at least doesn't explain it that way uh, always. And not over here also, there's just like one piece about which direction Arizal lit the Hanukkah left, uh, from right, right to left or from left to right, whatever the order was. And there's some discussion of this in, in Ilkhis Hanukkah, how is the right way, and therefore he wrote down what, what Arizal did, but that's that's all. That's like part of the part of the thing of starting with simple, easy halacha things usually. But then when we get into the actual sugya, the actual uh, understanding, we have always two different things. So one is the what he calls Kedushas Hazman. In other words, when we say um Mikadash Yisrael Vazmanim, right? We say Shabbos Kodesh. So we're saying the time, the day, the week, the time has a certain Kedush, a certain uh, elevation in Larissa's language, actually, a certain higher level than the weekday. So this is not talking about, it's, it's not two things. It's not talking about the history. It's not talking about It's not talking about what happened once upon a time. Or we can talk about a story. We're talking about uh, belonging to a history, like a greater story. And it's not talking about the things that we do, right? That's going to be the third thing. That's the second thing here. We talk about mitzvahs. We talk about, for example, Pesach. We have, we can talk about three different things. We can talk about the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim as it was then, as what lesson of it, what the moral of the story is, what the secret of it is, all the all kinds of devils about that. And we can talk about the halacha, right? Literal halacha. So in other words, there's medrash, there's, which talks about the story. There's halacha, which talks about, you know, what we do. Of course, the halacha itself has a primis, has a certain, there's a certain, uh, Kavana, I could say, certain yichad or certain explanation in that is a system of what that is, what that's going to do. You're going to eat matzah, what it's going to do. You're going to shake your lilith, what is that going to do, and so on. But before that, we have to talk about the Kedushas Hayyim, like we were talking about Kedushas Hayyim. Kedushas Hayyim is a thing in itself. So, for example, we could sometimes, I think, in general, Shabbos and Yamtiv, it expresses itself in Isra Malacha. 
So it's day of rest. It's a day of not allowed. There's a lock in that also, but that's not really something that you do. It's not like Shabbos, what we do is we don't do or something. It's about that this day is holy. There's this, this time, the time can, there's a chalois kedusha on the, on the time, on the, on the actual uh, duration of time that that day. And in other words, that day, another way of saying it, and if you want to say it in an experiential way, that day um, feels different or looks different or is different even before you do anything. Like the, the Moidani of that morning, Moidani is already talking about doing something. But before that, it's already different than the, than the other days. And then when you do things, then since it's based on that platform, you could say that's what makes everything different, or at least that helps that helps you. And that is actually in, in other places would define exactly, and here also, but not in the same way we does it usually, he would define exactly which level, like there's levels of Moichan, we discussed different levels of Moichan, so on. Different levels of Moichan. In the Rizal, in Yom Toiv, in Shabbos, would define what kind of level of Moichan do you receive just by virtue of it being that day. So just because just it's Shabbos, or like we accept, so the, the, the Mikabulim actually like created a ritual of, right, of Kabbalah Shabbos. They didn't do Kabbalah Yom Tev, interestingly, but there's Kabbalah Shabbos. It's not, there's not really a, a thing about why. But uh, there's not Kabbalah Hanukkah either. But there's Kabbalah Shabbos. And that's just about, it's Shabbos. It's not about we're doing something, we're making a meal, or we're learning something, or we're davening something. It's about, it's Shabbos. And it's Shabbos is different than it's Sunday or it's Monday. And that is what said that that's a certain level of Moichan, that's a certain level of Neshama, that's a certain level of mind that happens by itself. It's like, it happens on its own. It's not something that you would, you experience by, by virtue of work, right? This is happens by itself. We could call it like if you want, not exactly correspond to the same concept, but something that's just automatic. And then there's the part that you have to work. So in other words, now that now that it's a good day, now do something with it. Now, now that it's a good day, do something with it. And when you do something with it, you have to get actually you would get another level up to that. So in other words, since you started higher, so you can go even higher uh, and do even greater things. And that's the two important things. And Daizal is one of his chedishim. It seems like it's a chedish. It seems to, and, and if you read the text, you'll see him uh, looking for a proof for this, is that Hanukkah and Pirim and Rishchodesh and all these other little minor holidays, they also have a Kedusha Sayyim. So you would have thought, we could have thought that Hanukkah is just a weekday. There's no, you're allowed to do Malacha and it doesn't seem to be a holy day. It might, it might be a, like a Yom Tev. There's like, say, Halal or whatever it is. There's not really halachic. Uh, um, there's, of course, some some ideas in halacha about not doing malacha when the when we light the when we light the Hanukkah left, or maybe some people would have there's like different minhagim about this, but it's not halacha, not not make it in. Um, but that is all said that, in, spiritually speaking, uh, kabbalistically speaking, this is a Yom Kodesh, just like every just like every other Yom Tev, this this day, by virtue of it being a day, has to have some kind of level of Kodesh. And he goes on to explain what's the exact level. It's not the same level of Shabbos or Yom Tev, and each Yom Tev has its own, but it's going to have a certain level and maybe something even different, at least, than all the other ones. And if you like that difference, then that's, you could say that it's better. So that's the first thing. Um, then the second thing is which is in, over here in Amber Gimel, is the actual mitzvah. Hanukkah has one main mitzvah, although there's, we could actually say there's two main mitzvahs, right? So there's Halal Vaidah, which is, seems to have been an important thing. I mean, we say Halal, we say Halal Nisim. Um, 
we could say we sing sounds like the wrong thing, right? We thank Allah, we sing Allah, or praise by Allah, however you want to say it. It's not really about saying. That sounds wrong, right? Why do we say should read Allah? That's it, like a reading. I don't know. I think it's a wrong nisach. There's a different nisach. That should be the better nisach. But anyways. Um, the hal- like a recitation, no? Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Because it says every, everything that's in the said there is a recitation. But it's like not. Um, yeah. It's not like there's a mitzvah to say halal. Like, it's like it's like your mother tells you, say thank you. She doesn't really mean, yeah, you should say thank you. No, meaning like Kriya Torah is yeah. not reading the Torah. It's really the recitation, no. Reading is silent. You oh, know. you mean reading should be meant? Yeah, reading. That's true. Reading is the hal means doesn't mean reading in the modern sense. It means uh, calling would be right. Like recite. It's not really. Yeah, like public recitation. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that makes it better. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. But anyways, that's one of the avodas of Hanukkah. Yeah. I guess I think that's true. Makes sense. That's one of the avodas of Hanukkah. And Darizal doesn't really talk. He does talk about that, but not very explicitly. The only the only way you would see it is when he talks about tefillah and what the tefillah of Hanukkah different or the yichud of Hanukkah would be different. And apparently we would have to connect that to that. But he doesn't talk about it as like a... Actually, the Rashash does seem to have a whole kavana for Halal of Hanukkah, special for Halal of Hanukkah. So maybe that's... Uh, like I was saying, there's some practice missing in the Shad Kavanas. Actually, also as for the Kriya Satayra of Hanukkah, it connects it with the halls. What we read on Hanukkah with the Purim that there's Nassim brought, he has a whole shot what it means, and you should be Mechavan on Hanukkah. So maybe, yeah, so that's part of the, like extra stuff that we don't have in Shanukkah, but uh, give more explanation of different practices. Um, okay, so we have that. But in any case, the main mitzvah of Hanukkah is definitely the Hadlakas Neh Hanukkah. And therefore, we have to explain what does it mean, what is what is that? Well, people will say, what does that symbolize? But Darizal would not say it symbolized. They didn't have the concept of symbol. He would say, what is it? What is it really? You know, I know what it is in al I want to know what it is in al Silas. So that's the second thing. And then, based on that, connecting with that is, we could say, what we the way we perform that and especially the place where we would be mechav, and generally that is all, always puts the kavana of the mitzvah, and at least a lot of them, at least the to them, in the bracha, like in the tefillahs, because because his kavana, it's hard to do. There's there's different reasons for this. And I always think of different reasons why. In other words, we could talk about the ner Hanukkah, in other words, like haroya ner Hanukkah, right? Ner Hanukkah is not, the bracha is just like an, well, both of the rabbanon, but like generally if you have a mitzvah, like the, the mitzvah is the, the raisa, the real, the main, the main thing is the actual mitzvah, and then we say a bracha on the mitzvah. Why we say a bracha? So it's like the chachamim. is to say a bracha mitzvah, it's to acknowledge what you're doing, or maybe you can even say that the bracha is generally made to create a kavana, right? It's like saying the kavana. That's really what a brach, what brachas are usually like. Barachat Hashem, Shekedeshon, Lechel Matzah, whatever. Alachilas Matzah, we don't say Lechel Matzah. That's like uh, creating a verbal space for the mitzvah, or you could say creating kavana putting Kavana around it or declaring, making it more declarative, make it more uh, explicit what you're doing. Uh, so that's the bracha of a mitzvah. And Hanukkah, and seemingly because it's like that, well, we have to always understand too. And of course, if you would ask that, either, technically he would tell you always that a bracha is this bechina and the actual mass is another bechina, tzadik, lam, and mem, and so on. But these are two, it's true, but generally there's, 
going to be another whole thing. Like you could see it by all, all mitzvahs, but by the bracha, he would give you, he would try to put it into the language, into the text of the bracha. Like how do you read? And that would somehow connect to, we could say, or include whatever Hanukkah is, whatever Ner Hanukkah is. So just like by the bracha, I'll be shot by the, by the words of the bracha, by the uh, vocalization of the bracha, you'll have uh, creating a kavana by doing that, you would have the thought probably in that time, because that's that's when the kavana usually mechavan, the kavanas of the things, when they said the bracha for the, for the thing. Some people would add, you know, then later the came and it said, well, the bracha is not long enough, so they added l'shem yichad, which is just extended bracha, really, if you think about the idea of a bracha. It's like, instead of just saying a bracha, I would say, tell you the whole story of it, and, you know, because bracha is not enough. Okay, that's like... Uh, another level of the same thing. But anyway, so therefore we have a whole uh, elaboration of what to think of the, in this word of the bracha, and how do you, how do you have in the shem of the bracha, have in the words of the bracha, and so on, and they're all gonna be connected with with the, the actual understanding, right? We, we discussed this also by, uh, for example, we're learning in Birchas HaShachar, right? The same thing, you have netilas yudayim, and have birchas netilas yudayim. And they're somehow have to be corresponded. They have to have the same idea because the bracha is on what you're doing, but it's two different things. We can talk about what the action does and talk about it on a bodily level, on an actual level, of the physical level, material level. And we can talk about it on the verbal level of what you're saying and how, which is the level where most, most toyota happens at the verbal level, at the level of letters, at the level of words. But you, what you talk about, you, know, you can talk about the psukim, let's say, obviously in Hanukkah, there's not really any, any text, any real text, any psukim, but there's the bracha of the, of the Hanukkah. And that's where most most verbalization, most words are going to be always about the words. That's just how words work. Um, that's all. And then we have Ashay uh, and Vavar, more, well, more new ways of thinking of these previous things, basically. I just put them there so we can have some kind of structure and what's going on. Uh, what we'll see when we get into the the actual thing, what exactly uh, that means. But that's my organization. Okay, so I'm gonna read just what it says about the minag. I don't have anything to say about it, just because we we like the text, so we have to read the whole thing. Said that I saw this which might had a whole chattel about why and stuff, and it's just. Said that I'd look at snares and I can just have a sip of bas yosef alatov v'gam asefer shachanorech. So he did what the shachanorech says, which is. Right, so the idea is you will light on the left side of the door, right? That's okay. This gets into the whole controversy of what to do, but whatever. That's that was at least the meaning of the Arizal. And most them to light at the door inside, right? They don't do like the Litvish way to, nowadays to do outside, Israeli way. They would light inside at the door. I think at the main door of the house, not like some people just find the door. But that was that little minute, but that's another whole. Anyways, um, but the way it works, so it's on the left side, that's the halacha, so it's on the left side, so it means you have like a menorah. So this is, this whole, this whole halacha is assuming there's such a thing as a menorah, which is interesting because a menorah is not a halacha. I guess there's no, there's no halacha that you have to buy a menorah for Hanukkah, it's just a halacha that you have to light candles or oil, whatever, lecht. There's no, there's no hilchas menorah, but he's, this whole halacha is assuming there is a menorah and you have like eight, 
eight spaces, eight uh, um, places where to put it. And then this, you you start ending up with a question. Okay, so which side should I light? Like, which since I put my menorahs on the left side, the eighth, the most left uh, uh, place, candlestick side, is on the is is closest to the door. So maybe I should start closest to the door because I'm trying to put it close to the door. On the other hand, you want to start from the right side. That's usually we have like a, an idea of starting with the right side always. Although you could say maybe Hanukkah you should have an opposite idea because the whole idea of Hanukkah is to put it on the left side. So maybe we should start on the left side. But anyways, that's Jehanarich's menek, and Darizah's menek was to start on the right side. And then, So we continue going towards the door, which is interesting. In other words, and the, the run of the reasonings for that is that we keep on going to the right. In other words, instead of, there's, there's a whole machlokas, what, how do we, how do we be mekayim, this idea of, of, putting the right before the left. So you could do it two ways. You could, uh, this is actually relevant also to what we're gonna learn and we were supposed to learn about the tying your shoes, the right and the left. That is a whole thought about this. Uh, maybe it's connected. Um, all right, you could start from the right or you could go towards the right, which actually means starting from the left. Right? So what happens with is on the first day, he starts with the right, with the most rightmost, uh, Menorah stick, how do, you, how do you call it? The branch, right? Most branch. And then the second night, we go left of that, but then we. So we keep on going towards the right somehow each night from the second night. We keep on going, we're aiming towards the right. That's like another, maybe that's a, that's a shot. Aiming towards, there's, there's being right and there's aiming towards being right, you know? Another, <laughs> another way of being right. Maybe it's better. So when at the end of it, the most rightmost branch is going to be the last because you keep on, you finally arrived at the right. That's, anyways, that's that is all meaning, and that's how I think how that's how we do it usually. But, uh, Outcome. So much for Menhagim. Now we're going to the actual, the actual thing. Okay. Ba'amnam. Nevarat chila inyan kedusha sayyam ma'ale. We'll explain the kedusha of the days, in other words, of the time. That's what we discussed. After I discuss what the day, what the time of Hanukkah is, I'll explain the concept of the, the lighting, the, the bracha and the lighting of the Hanukkah lights. So we would learn in, in Kavanas of Shabbos, of Yamtiv, of everything else that they have special different levels of what he called the Sefes Kedusha. Now, the Sefes Kedusha, generally, we just we have to uh, think in the Rizal's language about three different things, just uh, at least three different things. I'm just going to, I didn't uh, look all of this up exactly, but in general, there's three different things that we could think about when we talk about levels. What does it mean, levels of Kedusha? What does this mean? And in, in, in the Arizal system, it has to mean something. There's a precise definition for these kind of things. 
just like we'd learn the Shabbos, Yom Tov, Rishchodesh, which are all the Raisa, the Gemim Tov, right? The real Yom Tov, in some sense, have the Sefes Kedush Yemecha. Same thing, Chanukah and Pirim, although they're just Rabbanim, although just they're basically like a minig, basically uh, the people are doing it. There's also the day also got it the Sefes Kedush more than Yemecha. Amnam and Madagresam Shavu the Madregas Shabbos as Yom Tov Rishchodesh, but of course it's not. Going to be the same level, the same idea as Shabbos and Yom Tov. So, if, if you have read Kabbalas of Shabbos and Yom Tov and Shchodesh, you'll have you should have known all of them. Now, we basically have to have to remember three three different things, which are all correlated in some way, but we have to remember three different things. About Shabbos and Yom Tiv and Mishchodesh and all of these things, and the three different ways of that is understanding Kedushas Hazmanim, as far as I understand, are one maybe the most simple one to think about in that is our system is called level of Moichin, right? So generally we learn that Imas Achad are Moichin the Bina or Nai the Bina Nai the Ashtot. Um, Shabbos, at least at the end of Shabbos, we're going to get up to. Well, to Attic, to Dikna of Attic, back of the Dikna at least. Last kind of people entirely until we're, but that's Mr. Mincha of Shabbos, or generally Mist of Shabbos. The Yichud of Shabbos would be called Avvim Meilon, that's why it's called Kodesh. So Shabbos is a level of Chachma generally. Um, Yom Tiv is generally level of Bina, though. First, they have you know them that are different. If we learn about Pesach, Barichas, that Pesach night is basically like Shabbos, but then we go back to Bina, and it's a certain level of Bina. There's different things that Arita talks about regarding Yom Tiv, uh, different from Shabbos. But that's um, one one way of, of of defining the different levels of what he calls the Zefes Kedusha. So the Zefes Moichin, the whole idea of the universe is to have higher Moichin. By default, in Yemesachol, we have only Moichin Avak, or maybe a little, maybe Moichin Avbena. And lower level, Shabbos, we have basically the highest level, technically. Uh, Yom Tovim, something in between, generally, and there's different Yom Tovim, which each with his own, which is own thing. That's one way. This is what, like a vertical level, right? There's there's vertical levels. There's Chol, Shabbos, and Rishchodesh has its own level, maybe. The Rishash would say Keser of Nai, Deyash, so at some level, that's Rishchodesh, and so on. And then, according to that, we would have to think Hanukkah. What kind of level of Moichin is there Hanukkah? The Rizal doesn't really answer that question, at least not in not in these drishim, not in an official way, not in a clear way. So we we never know the answer. We have to think about what the answer to that is exactly. He talks about Moichin and stuff like that, but he doesn't really finish his discussion of which level of Moichin is this relative to. Shabbos and Yom Tiv and all that. The second thing that the Rizal talks about on Shabbos, on Hashanah, on other times, Yom Tovim, is something called Aliyah Soilimus, which of course corresponds somehow to the Marachan, and we have to ask the Rashash and other people to figure out exactly how. But it's another concept, and we kind of understand what these concepts are, right? So Marachan is levels of levels of consciousness, levels of mind. Aliyah Soilimus is something is more closely related to Fixing what's broken. In other words, the world is, is a fallen world, 
well, we talk about Shvidas but more, gen- more generally we talk about Behemoth Sechol, the Shechina, and actually the Zah also go down in Olam Sabriya, and the Rizal has a whole calculation of how many levels the the Olamas they go down. Then on Shabbos, we have something called Aliyah Sa'olamas, and we have Mincha Ve'er Shabbos, and Kabbalah Shabbos, how all the Olamas go back up, 14 levels, so that the Rizal talks about Chim Shabbos, Chim Shabbos is a certain limit, in other words, there's some space between the level of Shabbos and Yom so this is like not only uh, achieving higher moichen in, in like a vertical uh, elevation, it's also about flying up, literally, right? And the Rizal has a whole way of saying where, where it's like, if we would have been able to see it, in other words, if this would have happened also in Chetzanias, you would have literally seen on Shabbos the world flying up. But the reason it doesn't is because it doesn't really happen in the Olam HaChetzanias until Mashiach comes, so we don't really see it. But at this point, this is called Aliyah Sa'olamis. This is the, the worlds, the, the levels that exist here of going up, kind of making empty space under or like basically bringing up what is here, elevating it to a higher level. And Narizal talks about that's why we have Isim Malach on Shabbos because we don't go down, we don't do Beridim, we don't... Uh, Work in lower in the lower level. We're living in the higher in the higher plane. So we could talk about this as raising the floor, right? Moichin are like raising the ceiling, or maybe bringing mamshich something from above, lower down, which is just two ways of saying the same thing. But this is about raising the floor. Right? You want to stand in a higher place. And mostly the ismelacha of Shabbos is related to this. That Hashem spoke about this, and we learned Pesach. Although there's a very high moichin, since there isn't this, so there isn't ismelacha like Shabbos and so on. Now there's a third thing, which is the thing that the Rizal talks about here. And then I remind myself that there's a fourth thing. So we'll have three, three uh, four different things. There's a third thing, which is called, what kind of yichud do we have? Or what are the relations between the Zah and the Nuk, or the Asvil and the Asayin of the Shem? What are the relations between those entities? And what kind of relation do they have? And what kind of level do they have? Now, of course, this is usually very closely related to the level of Meichen. We talk about there's only a yichud on Shabbos correctly, a real yichud, because that's called meichem bechaya and meichem lechachma. That's when we have a yichud. Maybe there's some kind of yichud in Mesechol, called Yaakov Rechol, different, different levels of yichud, Yisrael Veleh, all kinds of different levels of different relations. And this is, we also know what this means, right? We basically understand what this, uh, what this means. The yichud of the yichud of Zun is what we actually do, or what we're actually accomplishing. And what actually gets accomplished is going to depend. Every there's a lot of ways of doing it. We can talk about, and like we're gonna. This is this is actually the thing that the Rizal talks about mostly on Hanukkah. And from this, we're gonna have to extrapolate the rest of the things if we want to. And it, it makes sense to talk about this mostly because this is actually the form. This is the the place where where we we see it. This is like the the maskana. This is like the the end result of of. All of these other things is kind of this. And this is at least that's the way that Rizal usually says it. Therefore, the Kolmasha, that's the language that it says later. language of Of course, that means to bring Malikhan and that means to do Beridim and Elias Oilmas. In order to do that, we have to do all of those things. But what we're actually doing is this. And we could look at what we're doing, what gets accomplished, and see that there's different ways of it getting accomplished. Sometimes it gets accomplished better, sometimes it gets accomplished worse, sometimes it gets accomplished sideways, upside down where it is and which level it is, all kinds of different ways. And that's what's called the level of yichud, or what kind of yichud the zone have, or which which zone we could say even which zone have yichud, and things like that. That would be another way of defining different days or different levels. That's the third way. 
a fourth way or a fifth way. I'm going to have two more now. Fourth way of defining it. We'll be talking about uh, camas, about quantity. Because in other words, everything until now, this is my kind of definitions. Um, everything, all these three things we're talking about are some kind of quality, or we could talk about them as levels of, you could think of it as space, which level you are, higher, lower, different things like that. But we're also talking about the quantity of uh, how many, how much, how many things are actually happening, or how big of a thing is actually happening. In other words, there's different ways of uh, maybe conceptualizing this. A small, we talk about the difference between a small person and a big person, or a difference between a klal and a prat, maybe in a different sense, right? In a, in a very, in a, a particular person, a very pratistic kind of person, a different pratistic kind of level, kind of day, just like we could think about people who could think of days. Everything he does, his biggest, even his biggest Shabbos or his biggest Yom Kippur, his biggest Pesach, his Shviyas, whatever the highest level is, is the highest level of some little tiny uh, bitsy uh, world. Some bitsy, how many light, how much light can he get? Like two ounces, how much Shviyas? Uh, like, uh, Kleiner Kazayas, like sheer, sheer, small sheer. That's how much. That's how much gets. How much art is gonna get? How much understanding is gonna get? How much uh, connection is gonna get? It's just a small, on a small scale. Then there's something called a, a greater scale, a greater, a greater person. For example, some what we call a great person usually doesn't necessarily mean a person that's on a higher level. Uh, like there's a good machaveri, it's a good many. You might have, you might be making bigger problems, you might be doing greater catastrophes. But if you like, if you're in a leadership position, or if you're just a person that's more, that's smarter, that has more, in any way, in any way, uh, we could call it a more less particular. You're less about yourself, but it's only one way of saying it. Maybe yourself is bigger. Uh, whatever you're gonna do is going to have greater implications. It's gonna be uh, involving more. If you if you understand something, you understand a much greater thing. If you break something, you break a much greater thing. It goes both ways. And in the same sense, and this is a language of Reb Chaim Vital in in, uh, in a, a previous trish, actually I'm thinking of that Islam himself, where he says the difference between Shabbos and a weekday is like the difference between a, a sink that lies. Well, he didn't have a sink, but like a mayan that has like drip, 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 and some kind and like a marble. That's literally his language. Uh, the difference between that and that is different to Shabbos. In other words, maybe it's in the same level. You know what? Maybe it's in the same level. That's at least what I'm thinking now. Maybe it's in the same level, but it's just the the quantity is such is so different that we could call it a different level. It's entirely. In other words, we're working with with really bigger things, with bigger chunks of reality at a time, if, with much bigger chunks. And Pesach is about we could talk about it being like a, a general day, right? A clearistic day, which includes some of the whole year, like Rosh Hashanah, we talk about that being the head of the year, right? So Rosh Hashanah is not a, it's not a private day. It's not about itself. It's about the rest of the year. And the same way, any Yom Tov, any day that we call a, a Yom Kodesh has some key, something in it where it's not only about itself, like Shabbos is about the whole week, or like uh, each Yom Tov is about the whole year in certain, in its way. So that would be a, another way of defining the difference between Yom Tov and and the weekday is just that it's it's working with a lot bigger things. It's working with a lot more. And you do one thing, you're doing it in a bigger, in a much bigger scale. It's just in a totally different scale. And of course, this would also be defined, but that is exactly what that means. 
Um, in other words, which level is this? Maybe that itself would be meaning bina. We could say different words, different uh, addresses for this kind of thing, but that's a different, a fourth kind of kind of thing. And we could talk, maybe we could differentiate in, in that kind of thing. You know, maybe Shabbos is a huge, a huge marble of light and Yom Tov is a slightly smaller one and Hanukkah is slightly smaller and things like that. Um, the Rashash's language for that, at least according to some understandings of it, is where he talks about parts of Yomim and parts of Asmanim, and the Rashash understood the whole universe to be divided in two different ways, and the whole Atsilas to be divided in two ways. One is the way, the, the daily way, I could call it, the daily way where it has its own cycle, its own world, its own cycle. Sunday is not part of Shabbos and is in, in that way of thinking, just its own cycle and its own its own Sederish its own whole story. It's generally parts of, of Chagat, but the whole whole Pshat. Then there's another part of which he calls parts of Hazmanim, which in which things happen in a totally different scale and totally different uh, order. They have their own their own rules, and every Yamtev, including Hanukkah and Pirim, right? That's the important thing. Belong to that part. Of, belong. They're they're working with general things. They're working with greater things. So that's uh, fourth. We're up to number four. That's the fourth difference between Shabbos and Yamtev and Yemaisachar. Fifth difference which is maybe the explanation of this, or actually the fifth one, usually gets connected to all of these other things in some way. So remember the fifth one. The fifth one is what the Zohar would say many times, and this is something that everyone knows also, even people that don't learn Kavanas know this, is that we have we have 10 Svitas or 7 Svitas, and we kind of uh, match them to different Yemen right? So there's the Zohar kind of, thought about seven Yom Tov in the year, and they're each going to match to a certain sphere, right? So, for example, the three Shalisha Golem are, general, are very easy. You have Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, which are Chagat. Um, then you have a bunch of other holidays that we have to fit into this, to this structure, and everyone has their own chat. But generally, we could think of what people generally think of and what the Rizal seems to go with and says also in Tikkun is that Hanukkah and Pirim would be the next two spheres, which are Netzach and Hod. And then you said we have to find the Yamte force, maybe Hamashasa Bishvat, that's one thing that he says one time. Or maybe Sukkot as you saw it, that's another thing. Or maybe the Shana as you saw it, says Nazar once. Um, and so on. And then Malchus, we have to find for the other for the other thing. So we could we could maybe find Tendium Toivim and add in the God also if you want. But the point of, the point of this is, now, this is a we have to understand this in a, in a basic sense what is this what does this actually mean so just just matching things just mapping things to, to different uh, you know we have ten seven spheres and seven yamtoim that's not very helpful and that is all talks about this what what this actually would mean in any case one of the things that he that he says it means so there's there's two ways we can understand this one is that we could just put this as a chat in what we, what we call in the Rashna Seder Azman, what we talked about that Yom Tovim are working with much greater chunks of reality. Now we could say, so in general, so in other words, if you have two parts of reality, like there's the detailed part, the daily day-to-day work, you know, daily work, and then there's like, you know, world historical work, which is what Yom Tovim are about. And it makes sense because Yom Tovim are generally about, at least their story is always about historical stories, right? At least almost all of them, I don't know about Rosh Hashanah. But all of them are about, you know, world, world, you know, you know, people say it's a, 
you're living in historical times, all, all times are historical, right? But some of them are interesting to history. Uh, and that the ones that have you haven't played them. So that would be the difference between a regular day and a historical day. No, this day we live in history. And now, so that's that's just a binary. That's just, there's, there's two categories there. Now, if you want to go and delve into which prat, which part of the history is this Yom Tev about, so for that, we could just say Pesach is about the chesed of the, of the universe, of the history, and Sukkot is about the Gvira, and Shvir is about the Feres, and Hanukkah about the Hoid, and Pirim about the Netzach, or however, or the opposite, however you want to divide them up. And you'll, you'll understand that this Netzach, in other words, this Netzach is not the same Netzach, that's the important thing, right? When we say Hanukkah is Hoid, that's what usually people say. Although that is also sometimes the opposite. Um, or Hanukkah and Pirim, Netzach, Hoid, that might be more accurate. And when people would say, well, there's also Netzach void in, you know, in every day by whenever, when you put on Tefillin somewhere. So why, why is this one interesting? It's, well, this one is interesting because this is referring to the, to the Yom Tev one. It's not referring to the two, just connect, just, it didn't just, we didn't just connect another set of seven to the seven. That's, that's too easy. What we did is we're trying to say that the, this is the, the biggest point that we could think about or that we could grasp at one time is the one we talk about on Hanukkah. So in other words, really what's made, there's two dinam here, right? What's, what makes Hanukkah different than a weekday is that it is a Yom Tev. Now, which Yom Tev is it? Which part of Yom Tev is it? It's the part of Hod. Or for Pesach, the part of Chesed and so on. So that's, that's one uh, easy way to understand this fifth thing. And it's like a detail in the fourth thing in a certain sense, or maybe in all of the other things. Now, there's another way of saying it is what the Rizal says other times is more of connecting it to the first two, two, three things. In other words, the Rizal would, and this is the Rizal's language, so I'm going to have to say it because his language over here is going to be based on that kind of language where he says, when you have a Yichid, for example, the Yichid of Zun, the Zun could be standing in different locations. In other words, he says, on Hanukkah, on, well, let's not start with Hanukkah, on Sukkot, for instance, on, on Shoshana, the Zon, which is what we're talking about, they're all going to be hanging out in the Tzad Gvira of the world. And on Pesach, they're, being, they're hanging out on the Tzad Chesed. And on the general days, they're hanging out the Netzach Vahoyd. And on Hanukkah, they're hanging out both in Hoyd. That's what he says generally. In other words, if the, the map of this, the image of this is, as far as I can tell, is that Here's like a zone, uh, the, the, the Zavanok, which are like small, and they could be in different locations somehow. He never really explains what that means. So therefore, some people say it just means the previous thing. But he's, this is what he says. They could be in different locations, like it's an elevator. Like, you know, the elevator could stop in different floors, and the people in the elevator can be in different places. And on Hanukkah, they're riding. That's literally what he says. On, on Sukkah, they all ride the Gvura elevator. In other words, if we talk about Elias Oilemus, or they don't want to go up to, to Kesa, they want to go as high as possible. There's different elevators to go up with. There's a Gvuda one. That's why on Rosh Hashanah we're going to, wherever we're going to be, we're going to work with the Gvuda because we're riding that elevator. Or on, on Pesach, we're going to ride the Chesed elevator. And on weekdays, we're going to be basically in Netzach and Hood. And Hanukkah and Purim are, are going to stay on that floor. Or we could talk about the elevator, right? So the elevator has different levels. It has different uh, right to left. It has horizontal levels and so on. So that's a fifth way. And I'm up to a seventh point of how to understand differences between different Yom and different days. And according to this, he's, is what he explains the Kedushas Hayoyim of Hanukkah. In other words, we're talking about what general kind of thing is Hanukkah. And the general thing he says is like a, just what I just said. In other words, if we understand that I'm going to uh, stop, finish with this. If we understand that on Pesach, everything is Chesed, everything turns into Chesed, we ride the Chesed elevator. On Sukkot, we ride, ride the Gvira elevator. 
and Shavuos he rides the Teferis elevator, and the Yichud is bit Teferis. We could say that that's weird, going to happen. On weekdays, generally, we don't achieve high enough like Chesed to Teferis. We're only in Netzach Vahoid. And generally, Darizal says something like this. Generally, on the weekdays, the Zah stands by Netzach. Which Netzach is a good question, but the general Netzach. And the Nook stands in Hoid. And that's how they have their Yechad. So that's as high as they get. So Netzach and Hoid. And that's each one is on the right side, and on the left side, and they have a Yechad. On um, on Hanukkah and Pirim, apparently also, both of them stand on the Hoid. That's what he says. And that's why it's special. It's better than any other time. And in other words, it's still level of a weekday. In other words, if we think horizontally, if we think vertically, Hanuk, that's why we, we, we it's a weekday Hanuk. It's, it's still minor. But if we think horizontally, we'll see that there's some difference. And he goes up to define what's the difference. So it seems like it, we just a lower level. <clears throat> and the difference is that since they're both in hood, another way that means, and we have to explain this, but next time, that means that the nook receives the chelekahoid by herself and she doesn't need to get it through the za and that's why she we could say that she has her independent or a certain thing that she doesn't have in a general time and that's the to set this kedusha of Hanukkah and we could talk maybe that the nest of Hanukkah and so on I'm gonna stop here because that's gonna get us into the next thing.